Don't think about the next step. Don't think about behind you. Think about the, the thing that you're working on right now and just crush it. Just do the best job that you can on that. That'll be the thing that propels you to the next opportunity and the next opportunity. Welcome to Modern Business Operations, where we talk with leaders about how ops is adapting to our modern world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Modern Business Operations, the number one ranked podcast in business operations. So thanks for those who are listening in live and those who are listening in virtually. Something to note off the top, I am recording live from the OpStars conference in San Francisco. Adaptive Ops is, has a presence here. We're doing a couple talks. I had an awesome after party here last night. So there is some residual noise on my end. So I apologize in advance, but Travis's audio will be clean for you. And that's who we're here to hear. So hope you enjoy the conversation. Today, I'm joined by the awesome Travis Ferber. He is the VP of Strategy and Operations at Fivetran. And today, we're going to be talking about going from an operations generalist to a specialist. How's it going, Travis? Great. Happy to be here. Excited. Happy to have you. For those of you who are listening in live for the first time, as maybe you don't know, you can post questions in the chat for Travis. So if you have any questions throughout our conversation, post them. We'll get to them in the order they roll in. Or you can just listen in and enjoy the chat. So, Travis, I just want to hear, first of all, a little bit about you, your background, what Fivetran does, etc. Sure. So I've had a very fortunate career. I've had a couple of different careers. So I started out in concrete when I was like 12. So my dad has a concrete plant. So I started pouring concrete, septic tanks, all those fun things. And then I uh, went to college. So that was exciting. And from there, I went to PR, which was a career in communications. So I was in uh, New York in PR because like that was New York. I wanted to be there and ended up going into crisis and issues management, which was kind of crazy. Traveled all over the world, dealing with all sorts of random stuff, proxy fights in Japan and pipeline spills in Wisconsin, a bank run in the Caribbean, just kind of all over the all over the map. And was really, really lucky on that side. Learned a lot. Went back to school, decided to do something else, went into consulting. So worked at a consulting company for a few years, then got into venture capital and was an operating partner in a venture capital fund. Ended up being the interim COO for a small data company. And then I wound up at Fivetran as like the VP of strategy, uh, helping the company build and scale. I've been incredibly fortunate and very lucky to get all these different like careers in, in my short life. Yeah, that's impressive. And it kind of goes along with the theme of this podcast, which is rarely does a person enter their career saying, I'm going to work, right? Yeah, never would have I guessed that this is where I would be. It's one of the things that I think is really important for folks to like, be open to the career paths that present themselves. Like, I never would have guessed when I was 18 what I what my career or my life would have looked like. And so I've been very lucky and fortunate to take advantage of all those opportunities. And I would I would strongly encourage everybody else to like just be open to what comes your way. You just never know where you're going to end up. Yeah, I love that. And it also, operations, there's no blueprint for, it's a newer area-ish, and it's also a very old area. 
but the technological advancements that have come forward in the last few years have made it sort of a new career path. And so there's no blueprint, but one of the areas that is clear is sort of you start out as this generalist and then you specialize later on. So definitely ties into the theme of what we're going to chat about today. But just to level set, for those who don't know, what does Fivetran do? Yeah, so Fivetran's mission is to make access to data as easy and reliable as electricity. And so the core of that is we create data pipelines that move data from SaaS applications like your marketing apps and things like that, as well as we work on things like core operational systems, so like databases like your Oracle databases, and moving those data into the cloud, so into a data warehouse or a data lake, um, so that then companies can use those and gain insights in, into you know, the operations of the business, customer insights, and, and we work with companies all over the world. So I think we've got about, let's say about 5,000 customers now, you know, lots of startups, but then also lots of really big names, um, some names that I probably can't say. But we'll say like some of the largest companies in the world uh, use five trend to move their data. Awesome. Okay. So from a strategic standpoint, you you are working with a ton of different organizations, probably across sectors, correct? Yeah. So our clients are all over the world. Um, we have offices all over the world as well. So actually, one of the the things about Five Train is that early on we're a very international company, which complicated our operations quite a lot. So we have offices in in Europe. We had offices in India and uh, Australia and the United States. Uh, we have a couple different offices in Europe, and uh, and some of our core operations are are in uh, Europe. So in Netherlands, we have a large engineering team. We've got sales offices in Dublin, London, uh, Paris, Munich, and then we have uh, India. A couple offices there. Uh, development Serbia, more recent office that we just opened up. Australia, Singapore, and then a couple places in the U.S. So on the operation side, that level of complexity that early on. So I think we I think we opened our first international office in 2016, which is about three years after we started uh, as a business. And so that's that's really generated a ton of back office complexity for us, which keeps my life very interesting thinking about, like, how do we how should we operate in these different um, countries? What's our go to market strategy look like? Um, how do we attack different areas and different like industries? And so, you know, we we do uh, work with all all the different industries. Like everybody has data, everybody's moving data. It's kind of the core of of like your data infrastructure. And we end up uh, partnering with all sorts of companies uh, across the spectrum uh, to help them move that data. Yeah, the level of complexity is just with the different locations in and of themselves is insane. And then not to mention the regulations of different countries when it comes to data. Yeah, there's just there's many layers to this. Yeah, our legal team and our people operations team are very, very busy all the time, uh, stretched pretty thin. It's interesting because we, we really thought about initially it was very sales driven. It's like, OK, well, we just let's go. Let's go follow where there's opportunity. And there's a tremendous amount of opportunity in North America for us. Like, you know, we're relatively early on in terms of a maturity, but the opportunity to go out and like be driven by sales into these different areas. And then suddenly you don't realize like, oh, hey, now we've got like 50 people working in Dublin. We have to actually start, like set up an entity there. We have to do all this back office stuff. We have to actually have HR people. And then before you know it, you've been pulled into all these different places and you've, you've really ramped up the complexity on the back end of, of your operations. 
And, oh, man, our, like, our revenue excellence teams and our sales ops teams are just – learned a lot of lessons. Through yeah. The, through the, through yeah. The, Let's talk about those lessons. In your opinion, how does specialization play into the growth of a company? Yeah, sure. So in my experience, it's been you start out, particularly on the operations side, where you are just – you're just trying to get everything set up. You're you're a broad generalist. You've got this like element of, of like uh, okay, cool. I like I've got some project management skills. I've got some stakeholder management skills. I've got all these different people that I need to make sure we're aligned. I have like root cause analysis that I can do. I can like structure the thinking. I can take like what is the actual problem that we're solving here. Make that clear for everybody. Get people aligned around a plan to address that. And you're just trying to get things stood up. Like, I got to get the system in place. I got to, like, make sure that people can communicate, blah, blah, blah. Like, all of those things. Just stand it up. Like, just get it going. And as the company scales, as you get bigger, you start realizing that you can't, like, manage all the complexity, like, that's going on. And so you start to then specialize. And so for me, I started specializing my team into different groups. So, like, one group was going after go-to-market. One group was focusing on R&D. One focused on G&A. And so it was a way that as we grew, we would move from just standing things up into starting to optimize and starting to, you know, uh, take the complexity of the business and compartmentalize that complexity and build stronger relationships with each leader that you're going to be working with. So you, you can't manage all of like the depth of everything that's going on. Like if I'm trying to understand, okay, what's happening in Munich, Germany with our customer success group? And like, what are the challenges that they're facing? Like, I can't, like, I'm, I'm way too far away, but somebody has to be thinking about that. And somebody's got to be working with that team uh, to help build those, those processes and help strengthen the, the global view of what we're, we're going to do and translate like our overall strategy and our overall operations directives down into the elements of these individual places. And so as like the company scales, like that, specialization becomes really important because you, you you do build these stronger relationships that you need with like deeper down into the org, deeper down into the org to really understand what the problems are. Um, Cause sometimes like even now I'm like too high up, I'm too high up. People don't tell me all the problems that are going on in the organization. I see some of the data, um, but I can't really understand everything. And so those folks down really help drive the business forward and help optimize. So you've, you've like consolidated and um, took this complexity and compartmentalized it and let's let other people start to focus on optimizing rather than just standing it up. So you're moving it forward. Um, and that's like, that's how you move from like the scale of just get it stood up to now you need to start operating more like a grown up business. You need to start like putting in more processes, more standardization, and you need to build those things within the team so that the team can can understand what's going on in one particular area of the business and drive those relationships and help help the business grow through that. Yeah, 100%. Sort of on an individual career path, most people start out as a generalist. So what was that process? What did that look like from your perspective? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm as I as I mentioned at the beginning of this is that you know, I've had a couple of different careers. And so, like, the thing that was really helpful for me at the beginning was, like, I was super adaptable. Like, like I, I could go in and figure out what was happening anywhere. And so I think that's really true for most people when they get into operations. Like, they're coming in from someplace else where they're, they, they've had a different career path. 
And then suddenly they're like, great, cool. You seem to be a smart person. You seem to be someone who can get things done. Like, help us figure out how to run this part of the business or help us figure out how to set this business up. And, and so you pretty, like, you start out and you're like, all right, great. I've got these, like, a couple elements that are really core, like this ability to think in a structured way. I can do root cause analysis. I can, like, manage different stakeholders. I can get everybody aligned on this stuff. And that's, like, just core skill sets that you need to have. And then also, by the way, I'm a huge driver. I can make things happen. I can get it done. And I can rally people around that. And those are core elements that you build at the very foundation. But then as you start to advance, like particularly when you're more junior, you really want to start to like delve in in a particular area so that you can start to hone your understanding of that part of the business and you can start to refine your skill set. Like, for example, I dove really hard into the go-to-market organization. I had to start building processes around like, what does our go-to-market strategy look like? And how do we, how do we set up our go-to-market strategy? How do we assign territories and cut territories? And then what's the exception process that has to go through when a new account comes in and like some salesperson says like, I need, I need this thing to come out. And then I have to go through and figure out, well, what's the compensation process look like? And how do we, how do we execute against those things? And, and like at a high level, you know, when you first start, you just don't understand all the nuances that happen within within inside of a business and with all of these different pieces that you have to start to build. And so as you grow your career, you start to specialize in a particular area where you start to build a lot more value, not just from a, hey, I'm a really good problem solver. But now you're actually like, I'm a problem solver who understands the nuances of exactly what's happening within the business and all of the different things that are going on. You know, that nuance understanding makes you super valuable and it takes some time to build that to build that specialization and to build that understanding because like, like everything, like at the service level, you think, Oh yeah, I, I understand this. And then you start peeling back the layers and you're like, Oh, this is actually more complicated than I thought. And uh, like, that's like slightly different than that thing. And there's another layer underneath that, another layer in that. And that's, it just takes time to start to understand that. And if you try to stay a generalist the whole time, you're good at solving problems. But like the other side of this is that, you start to develop both like that nuanced understanding and that skill set, but then you also develop a reputation as somebody who knows what to do. Like you can also help people around you who want to help you as you develop your career, as they start to say like, what's Travis really good at? Like, what's the thing that this person's really good at? And if you're just a really smart person, good problem solver, it doesn't actually help them all that much to say, well, like, how can I advance them? You say like, actually, I'm really good at like, like I understand all the things around like compensation planning and like our territory planning process. And like this starts to say like, great, cool. Like Travis is a go to market person. And then like, then they can start to put you in into like how to run the go to market organization or Travis is really good at like engineering ops. And like they start to develop like that skill set, And so that helps you grow your career too, because now the people around you have a better sense of like, okay, I can start to give them opportunities, more opportunities in this particular area. And then like what happens is you, at least in my experience has been, you start to specialize, you develop a reputation in a particular area as like a person who can drive, drive problems, who's grown in a segment or in a department. And then you've proven yourself in that department, which is a more like, concrete area and then say, okay, great. Well, I'm going to give you more responsibilities in other areas. And so then you start to take on more responsibilities in other areas and you have this weird effect where you go from like, you have very general skills, you specialize, you develop this like reputation 
and knowledge of nuance of what's going on and actually effectively getting things done. And then you get more responsibilities, which broadens you out again. So you have this hourglass effect that happens over time, whereas you become more senior, you actually start to broaden back out again. You you've like kind of understand what's happening in each area. And you've also <laughs> you've you've made enough mistakes that you learn to like ask questions and listen more and not be so like, I know what's going on here. I can figure all these problems out by myself. You start to ask for other people, which allows you to then go back more broadly because then all that nuance and complexity in that one area that you developed a specialization is still applies everywhere else. But you now are smart enough or wise enough at that point to ask people to help you and to ask better questions and to get folks aligned behind you. And so then you get this like broader generalist again. So it's this hourglass of, I know nothing, but I have these elements. I know something in a particular area. And then I learn enough to like help other people in other areas. And then I get back to a general space. That's been my experience of that. I love the hourglass concept. That's genius. And I love the, you know, the idea is that we all need this reminder that you just don't know what you don't know. And the more that you recognize that, sort of the, the more almost specialized you can become. This episode is brought to you by Tonkin. Tonkin is the operating system for business operations, providing businesses with the building blocks to orchestrate any process with no code or change management required. Contact us at Tonkin.com to learn how you can build complex processes fast. And if you're interested in staying up to date on all things business operations, join the Adaptive Ops community at operations.community. You, you preach that building processes for a specific area of the business are a great way to become more specialized. So can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So, you know, I, I mentioned a couple of processes earlier. When you start getting into a part of the business, and I'll, I'll go back to the go-to-market side because uh, I've spent a lot of time there, you end up starting out with like, all right, here's how the business is running right now. And, and all right, I've got to start – solving some of these problems for the business. And that first problem might be like, hey, our territories, how, how are we actually going to get like assigned like equal territories for our salespeople? And you're like, oh man, how are we going to do that? Like, what is the process that we have to build? What's the like information that we need? How do we start to build those in? What's the timeline that we need to make these decisions? Like, when do we assign them out? You start working backwards. You're like, oh man, we have to have all this done. And so you start building that process. And then in that process that you're building, you start to learn like, all right, cool. Like this is what comprises a sales territory. These are the key elements of those things. This is the information that I'm going to need and the sources of information that I'm going to need. These are the systems that are going to be tied to those things. And those are all specialized systems and they're all specialized pieces. They're not just some like general like, cool, great, Excel. Like do it all in Excel. And sure, we do a lot of work in Excel and that's having the ability to work inside Excel is like absolutely essential. You have to be able to do that, but like that doesn't solve all of your problems. And in the beginning you start with Excel and then you start to say like, Oh, I got a problem with it. Like this is going to, this is going to be a huge pain in the ass. I have to figure something else out. And then you add on another system and another piece to that. And it's so deep. Like each element of this, there's like 50 different options out there for territory systems that you could go out and use and elements of those pieces. And you, you like, how do you evaluate which one is right? And so you you begin to, as you're putting in these processes, you start to go deeper down all of these different parts of it so that you build this knowledge base 
that really forces you to specialize. It's not a forced specialization, but it really causes you to like to understand and implement something that's good. You need to learn a lot and you tend to have to learn pretty quickly. And that causes the specialization. So when you just start to putting process in, like the, the base element of the process, like cool, right? Like working backwards, we have to have a territory assigned and like every salesperson has to have it. But then you actually start to implement it. You're like, huh, how do I actually do this? It's a lot. So like so much more to it that then you 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 just build this knowledge base that then applies across the board because then then you're like oh cool now I understand about territories and what the core elements of those things now what do I think about like our go to market like how does the go to market change if I think about the territory and assignment that, that goes into that and so you just start to build off of that and it it allows you to then spiderweb out into other areas into the business where you take the knowledge that you built and developed in one area. And then apply it to like an adjacency that's right next to it, like forecasting and like the understanding of like, oh, forecasting's wrong. Something's wrong here. And you start to think like, well, what could what could have caused that? Like what's going on with our systems? What's going on with our process back here? And so so putting in that structure really does force you to think more deeply about the the elements that are required and specialize. And, and, and through that, you start to specialize in a particular area. I love that. And I think for anyone listening in in operations, this is highly valuable, especially if you're early on in your career. That blueprint of getting into the, getting sort of into the weeds and out of the weeds and understanding how you can progress and specialize and move forward in the areas of the business that you enjoy working in, right? Because if you're in operations, conceivably, you could go to any area you want. You just have to pick what you care about. You know, on that vein, I want to talk a little bit about your career as well. So, what is something that you know now that you wish you'd known earlier in your career? Oh, man, uh, that is a great question. So there's a couple of things, but one, one thing that I wish that I really had known early on was like I was a driver early on. I was a climber. I wanted to advance, and I was like, what is the path to the next level? How do I get, get, get to the next rung on the, on the ladder? And um, I got this advice when I went into consulting, this partner came to me and was like, you know, just focus on what's in front of you. Just do a really good job. Like, nail the thing that you're working on. The, like, don't think about the next step. Don't think about behind you. Think about the, the thing that you're working on right now and just crush it. Just do the best job that you can on that. That'll be the thing that propels you to the next opportunity and the next opportunity. It was hard for me uh, then because I was a, a bit of a control freak. But the more that you give up control around like, okay, this is the path that I have to be on. These are the things that I have to go do, the steps that I have to go make. And more about like, let me focus on doing a really good job on the thing that I've got right now, what's right in front of me, the thing that I can control. And I you know, give up worrying about the future, about everything else that I, that's out of my control. That paradoxically gave me a whole lot more power. It gave me like this opportunity because like, as I was doing, you do really well in something, and you get the next opportunity comes to you, and then the next opportunity comes to you, and the next opportunity. And, you, and before you know it, you've got this reputation of like a person who can get things done, who's good to work with, who like works hard, but also is like a human being too, because like you're not you're not just you're not just pushing all the time. You're pushing to make sure things happen, but you're focused on the on the task at hand. I think that's a really important lesson. It's also something that uh, I've been reading Marcus Aurelius's meditations recently, and it's something that, like, if you don't know Marcus Aurelius, you should definitely check him out. Stoic, a philosopher, like emperor, like great, 
person, particularly in anybody in operations, like all the frustrations, like <laughs> I would strongly encourage everyone to read about. But for him, like this idea that, you know, life is this is this stream that you're stepping in and like you don't have control over the things that are behind you because they're they're not they're not there. You don't have control of the things in front of you in the future because they're not right there. You only have what's right right in front of you, the thing that you are working on right there. And that is like I think that's a really essential lesson that all people should hold on to. Don't worry about the future. Worry about like where you're, what you're doing right now. And that I think will help guide you into the right path. It's, it's worked for me and I hope it works for others. And it comes from way back in the day from Marcus Aurelius, that Roman emperor from a long time ago. Yes, I'm absolutely geeking out. Huge fan of stoicism. I could talk about it all day and meditations. I actually haven't thought about it in relation to operations, but it absolutely applies to anyone in that career path. So highly recommend getting that book. And it's a quick read as well. Why do you think it's important for folks to go narrower in their domain? Yeah. So I talked about this a lot earlier, but I think the real thing that that uh, helps you early on is that you go from a smart person who solves problems to like, a, a person who has a reputation for, for like being able to like solve this type of problem and you understand the nuances of those things and you become much more effective and efficient at solving those types of problems. You know, broad elements are, are really useful. Consulting, I do this all the time. I've just come into a place, like my first two years of consulting, I never repeated an industry nor a function. I just was like, great, throw me in, whatever you got. And it was awesome. And I learned a tremendous amount. But eventually you get to the point where it's like, cool, if you want to advance, you want to advance your career, you can't just be a problem solver. You can't just be a broad generalist. You've got to be someone who's like, great, I actually am really good at this, like this area, so that I can, like now I can be slotted into that area. Because like that's the way the business thinks. Like they think about like, like I don't need just problem solvers. I need like someone who can solve my like my go to market strategy or my go to market problem or my like R and D like operations are just all over the place. My engineering ops is just terrible. Like I need someone who can solve that. Can you solve that? And like, have you done that before? A lot of people rely on, you know, I don't care that you're a really smart person. I care that, do you know what you're doing? And you're going to go screw this up. Cause like, I might, I'm taking a bet on you to go to solve this problem for me. And so, you know, that specialization allows you to build that, that, that knowledge and that reputation to understand all those nuances and understand like where, like, like where like, Oh, logically you should just do this. But like, Actually, based on my experience, you shouldn't because you'll blow stuff up. And so don't do that. So that's why I think like it's really important to, to develop that that uh, specialization early on so that you can develop a reputation, you develop a knowledge, and then that can be slotted in to particular parts of the company. It makes it a lot easier getting a job. Definitely makes it easier to get a job. So, Travis, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, sure. Uh, so you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Search my name, Travis Server. You can find me there. And that's probably the easiest or best way to get in touch with me. If you should tell me why you're reaching out, I get a lot of LinkedIn requests. If I don't know who you are and you haven't given me any context, it's unlikely that I will accept. Make sure to mention Modern Business Operations and he will respond. And thank you all. And thank you, Travis. It has been so illuminating speaking to you. And you're an extremely inspiring person in the off space to talk to. So I really appreciate you taking the time. And thanks to everyone who listened in live and in the future. Cool. It looks like there's a couple of questions. Do you want me to answer them? Ooh, questions. Okay, yeah. 
How did you decide what to specialize in? Oh, great question. So I don't know if I decided so much as like my path was kind of forged is the way that I was going. When I went into consulting, I ended up doing a lot of work in go to market. Surprise, surprise. And so I was, I was thinking about like go to market training and, and, uh, you know, sales efficiency and all those things. And I ended up just in this path where I started doing more of that type of work. And, and as I started down this area where you just like your first project, you start working on something, like you start working in a part of the business. And then the next thing you know, you're like, okay, now I've done three of those things. And then four of those things. Now I'm like, now I've started to develop this knowledge. And so suddenly I've started to slot this. And before I knew it, I'd started to specialize. And so, you know, you, you've got an opportunity right at the beginning to say like, okay, am I more interested in engineering ops or am I more interested in like, am I more technical and like understand that? Have I, have, have I actually worked in that area? Do I understand that part or do I know sales more or do I know like, you know, legal and HR ops? Like what have you, what have you worked in? Um, what do you know? What are you passionate about? What do you, what do you care about? And then that starts you down this path of like, cool, I'm going to pick that area. And then I start specializing there. Now for me, it was more of like, I kind of fell into it. And then before I knew I was there, uh, but that's like, that's how it kind of happened. It's like, where would, where had I actually had experience? And then how do I know like what, what was actually going on there? And we have another question. Yeah. Here from Mercy. At what point did you transition to a specialist? Did you hit a ceiling? Then you were incentivized to practically think about it. This is a great, great question. So I was working in consulting and I had decided that like I was tired of being this like, you know, come in and solve the problems. You know, the first two years of like just never, never repeating anything, never knowing anything actually, and just trying to figure it out as I got there. I realized that, and also other people were talking to me, so I'm like some genius person who just realized this out of out of thin blue air. I was talking to somebody in there, and it's like, you know, in order to advance, you have to start picking a path. You can't just be the the smart person in the room. You have to pick a path where you start to know what's going on. And like, I did actually hit a bit of a ceiling. It was like, all right, cool. In order to continue to move up, you actually need to be known for something. You need to have a reputation in a particular area so that people can say, like, yeah, this is what Travis does. Like, Travis does this thing. He's really good at it. Like, he's gotten a reputation for doing really well there. And I think that you kind of have to start to do that so that other people can help you. And and that's where you kind of hit the ceiling of, like, great, you're, like, really good, but you need to start to hit an area where, Folks recognize you as being not just really good, but great. Like this thing in consulting was like spikes. Where is your spike? And you've got to have a spike. And everybody's got like, you know, development opportunities and, and all of those things. But like, it's really like you shouldn't think about it as when you're thinking about your career and what skills you have, not as like, right, I got to be really good at everything. That's not, it's not possible. You've got to pick a couple of things where it's like, I'm going to be really good at this. And then I'm going to be, okay at the other stuff where it doesn't matter as much where like I can get by or I can have other people. That's why you have teams. It's why you build these teams where you go say like, I'm really good at this and you're really good at this other thing. And together we're great together. You can't spend all your time just like trying to get everything perfect. You've got to, you've got to find an area and spike that area. And that's where you start to advance because then you'll start to grow uh, in those and in that particular department or that particular field. And it's not just like operations, but like within operations, a particular area there. And then you spike and you start to grow and go up through the, through that chain. That's been, that's what I've seen. So great question. Thank you. 
Yeah, thank you to everyone who asked questions. We love getting questions. Um, and thank you again, Travis. We're over time, so I have to let you go, but appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Modern Business Operations. You can see the show notes and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode at tonkin.com slash mbopod. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes. 